Hello and welcome to CBuzz, a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber, CD1025, and the Columbus Dispatch. This is the show where we bring you the best stories from Columbus business owners. I am your host, Dan Swartout, and today I'd like to welcome Mary Yost from Columbus CEO Magazine back into the studio. Mary, welcome and take it away. Thank you, Dan. I'm excited to be here today with Jennifer Kuntz, who is uh, with Greenleaf, and we are here at the Grooveview Studios. So, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about Greenleaf, about what you do, and and just the business. We we are here to hear about it. All right. Thank you very much for having me. We work with individuals who otherwise have multiple challenges to face when trying to become employed. And we are the entity that helps to give them a leg up. We help them by helping them to see what their model for independence looks like. That's where we start. And then we work with them um, assessing their skills, what they enjoy doing, where their uh, dreams lie, and we work with that and try to find them jobs so that they can begin to earn an income. And by earning an income, they become engaged in society more so than they might otherwise, as well as they become a consumer in our area, and they mm-hmm. just the independence just blossoms from there. Oh, that that is so so great, so inspiring. So you you started this yes. when um, you're helping people with challenges, but um, you know you probably had some challenges as well too. You were you were starting this business from scratch in your home at your kitchen table (laughs) and at the time you take us back to that you know your personal situation you were raising three boys so how how did that work how did you overcome some of those challenges it was scary i remember feeling um like i was jumping off of a cliff and i'm not fond of jumping out of perfectly good airplanes but that's kind of how it felt a little bit Mm -hmm. and I guess it was just there was some kind of confidence in me that came from somewhere that said I could do it. And it was motivated by the fact that I really, really wanted to help individuals with these challenges be treated better, be um, educated as to what the opportunities were for them, and to help Mm -hmm. them excel. Essentially, I was working myself out of a job with every single client that I worked with. Wow, because you were you were giving them their wings. Correct. Oh, that's great. And that was fulfilling to me. And that that probably the having to overcome challenges of starting a new business, I'm sure that gave you a little bit of empathy with the people that you were placing as well. Yes. That's Yes. My uh, my grandfather owned his own business, so I was a little familiar with how that looked. And my father owned his own business for a while, and then he went into teaching. He, be, he got his doctorate and be, uh, became a professor uh, teaching business. And so he was my first mentor. Okay. He, he and I would, I called him my one and only board member. <laughs> oh, nice. But he was the one that I would talk to a lot. I had no funds to speak of 
to start the company. So yes, it was just me. It was working at the kitchen table. It was working at night because I was still working with the school district until I had the means to be able to launch. The contacts had been developed. Okay. And so um, it just evolved in that way. So it wasn't quite as scary as completely changing my vocation. Okay. And like there, some, there was something about your day job that gave you the impetus to start Greenleaf, wasn't there? Correct. I was working in one of the area local school districts in the special ed department, and the program was a work program for students that were in the special ed program. Okay. And they would go outside and have jobs in the community, and they got school credit for having these jobs. But I would go out and coach them in their positions. Mm -hmm. And when the school year stops, when it ends May or June, right. all services to the students stop oh. until school, the first day of school again. So the first couple of years when I was in this program, we would come back to school in the fall and a number of them will have lost their positions oh because they didn't have any support. So if they were having a bad day, but didn't know what to do about it, didn't know who to talk to, they would mm -hmm. just walk off and, you know, that would be the end of the job. So um, instead of coming back and having to start over with so many students, I offered the state agency that supported them okay. to provide services just to kind of check in. And if they needed a few hours mm -hmm. here and there, I could do that to support the students. We did that, but the problem is that the agency requires all of their vendors, which Greenleaf would be a vendor, sure. um, requires them to jump through a lot of hoops in order to get their dollars. Understandably, they want to make mm -hmm. sure they're legit. They want to make sure they're operating correctly. So I said, all right, to become a business. And that's how it got started. It was truly just a summer job for me. Okay. It was to augment my salary because it was just me earning money in the house. And um, it just helped me to get more money. But that only lasted one summer. Because the next summer I had become a business by mm -hmm. then, and now I was getting referrals from the state agency in the spring, and I got them all through the summer, and then I had them in the fall, and before I knew it, I had two full-time jobs, one with the school district oh, dear. and one with my own business, and uh -huh. I thought, okay, got to do something here. <laughs> well, that, that was a happy challenge then, that, that by just trying to fill in that summertime and, and knowing that that you had to become a business to qualify as a vendor. So that, yes. I, I love it when things that initially look difficult and look like they're a, an obstacle turn into be the impetus that actually launches a business and, and puts you on a new path. Mm -hmm. And coaching individuals is, is one of the keys, isn't it, to how Greenleaf is successful with the people that you place. Can you yes. talk a little bit about the, the coaching that you do? Okay. We are not a train and then place organization. We are an organization who places and then trains. Okay. If that helps you understand sure, that a little bit better. So our assessing will help us understand the individual better and where their strengths lie okay. at the moment. So that when we go to an employer with an opening and we are talking through the potential of hiring this individual, mm -hmm. we've already done some background work to know 
as best we can know in working with people sure. that this person is capable of doing this position. Mm-hmm. And we offer to the business that is considering hiring them this free service where a coach comes in along with the new hire. And the business will actually spend the typical amount of time that they would any new hire in training. Mm-hmm. The coach is learning the job along with the individual they just hired. Oh, great. So if the person they just hired should need a little extended training time, our coach is there to augment whatever the training was that the employer had done and completed. And that that's not at a, it's, it's not, um, you know, some kind of an a la carte additional service that the businesses pay for. It's it's what Greenleaf does. It's what we do, and it is not a cost to the business. Oh, that's great. Yes. I, I love the the feeling of comfort that that must provide, not only to the, the businesses that you're mm-hmm. placing people into, but, but for those people who might be in a, this might be the first time that they've been in that employee kind of situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone has a little bit of anxiety going into a brand new job. Right. But someone who potentially this is their very first job ever, Mm -hmm. or it's their first job since they acquired a disability, the angst very understandably could be much higher. And so to have this coach kind of working side by side with them, helping them to remember what it was Mm -hmm. that they had to do or creating tools little adaptive tools that might help them to do their job is really, it it puts people's mind at ease as well as the employers. At that point, Mm -hmm. the coach kind of becomes the middleman, if you will. We will never, when there's a situation where it is definitely not working, the employer's unhappy, the client's unhappy, whatever, uh, we will never stand in the way of saying, you know what? Go through your typical process. If we need to fire, we will. If we need to quit, we'll learn how to do it appropriately. Sure. And then we'll go back to the drawing oh, board and try again. Because it we're all about the win-win. <laughs> sure. It's not a good situation when somebody's really unhappy. Right. You um, don't force a situation correct. that is correct. not going to work. Oh, that's good. And we will also come in and help coworkers to understand the best way to work with their new uh, comrade to see how, how is the best way to work with this person that's respectful of them, that does not diminish mm-hmm. their ability and capability that they're contributing to the business. These are not charity cases. Right. We're not asking someone to hire somebody out of charity they're doing a job. It's important to the business Mm -hmm. that person actually meet the bottom line. And it's important to the individual who was just hired that they feel like they're contributing, they're useful, they're a part of that business community. And so we're constantly working to facilitate that, to create what we call natural supports. Mm -hmm. So it's almost... um, a situation where we understand who would be the go-to person if this situation should come up. If we need to understand that the copier only works if you kick it on the right side 
every time oh, you great. want a piece of paper to shoot out. <laughs> right. We find out that information. We share it with the new hire, but then we also say, you know what, if you're really struggling with this, who do we go to? Sure, give them their their point person who's going to be Correct. there to help them when you're not, when your coaches are not, because at some point the coaches' services aren't going to be needed. They're not going to be there. Yes, we are going to fade and mm-hmm. slowly disappear, and we want to strengthen the uh, the relationships within the company so that the employer isn't always looking to the coach for what this person's doing. This is right. your employee. You know, talk to them directly. Work with them directly. We're, we're here to help you through that process, but we're not going to do it for you, and we're not going to mm-hmm. do it for the client that just got hired either. Exactly. They need to learn how to work within the business. And, and what I'm hearing here is that this, this does go back to, I, I'm seeing your roots and education here. I'm seeing, I understand that, that one of the, um, the things you like to point to as, you know, a bit of a mantra is the, the whole parable of teaching people to fish so that they can be fed for a lifetime rather than giving them a fish. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is something that's important to you. It sounds. It's very important to Mm -hmm. me. It, it sustained me myself. Um, I would go and learn how to do things as opposed to go to somebody and say, can you please give this to me? So it, it was something that was very important to me personally. The other little mantra that I held very dear and and still do is argue your limitations and you get to keep them. Oh, that's very interesting. I love that. Argue your limitations and you get to keep them. The name Greenleaf sounds like something that could have a a lot of different meanings, but, Mm -hmm. but Tell us about the name because okay. I, I understand it. It's not what you might think. <laughs> yeah, uh, several people think that it's, they'll say, oh, that just sounds so, and they'll come up with symbolic sure. meaning to the name. It is actually my middle name, and it was given to me as a family name. It was passed okay. down over the generations. It goes back to John Greenleaf Whittier, the poet. I love it. And I was blessed with the name. It was a little awkward when you're, you know, in elementary school and all the little girls are comparing middle names. And I tell them mine and they look at me like I have three heads. <laughs> but I finally, I found a good use for the name. Yes, you did. And that's, I, I love that you honor your heritage that way. It's, it's a great way to, to name a company and to, to carry on that heritage. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Um, so what are the ways that you find the right talent, the, the people who need to be placed, but also are, are the people that you can work with? Are they referred to Greenleaf? Are, um, how, how do you come to find the people that you end up placing? We have partnered up with several different types of agencies. Um, Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities. Okay. That is a state and federally funded agency. They provide the bulk of of individuals that we work with. Their acronym is OOD. Okay. We've also worked with COWIC 
they have a summer program for youth with um, providing internships. And these oh. are youth who are qualified for TNF dollars. Okay. And the idea is, again, to get them out into the mm -hmm. community where they're actually working real jobs. They get paid for it. It's a wonderful experience. There are some requirements placed on them as well. Okay. So it's, it's not just a, a freebie that's given to them. It's something that everybody can feel good about when oh, they, sure. when they reach the end, they've, they've come to their goal. We also, interestingly enough, when we're in businesses doing coaching of a new hire, we've also started being requested to come in and work directly with the business oh. when they have some individual that perhaps has a disability and they're changing jobs. Okay. And so they'll ask us to come in and do some coaching. Or if they're downsizing, we have gone in oh, and helped sure. with job seeking skills. We create resumes, those kinds of things. So because the company has, they value people and they don't want, although downsizing is a necessity, they don't want to just fire or let go. Oh, right. So they sure. have implemented some kind of support there and they ask us to come in and work with this person in just beefing up how do I interview uh what what's my resume supposed to look like now you know I've been working here 20 years I, I've, oh, I've been sure. interviewed forever so that kind of of work so it's it's brought on a new meaning for us in the training aspect oh, I would think so so if someone knows of an individual who could benefit from Greenleaf's work, is it better for them to go through one of those agencies or can they come refer that person directly to Greenleaf? They can refer them to us. We have some individuals who have the means, their family has the means to pay for the service. They don't want to bother okay. going through the state agency. Mm -hmm. um, primarily people like to, but if if they come to us and they say, oh, I have no way of paying for services, then we will help them get into OOD, get qualified, so then they can go back through the process and have OOD okay. pay for the services for them. Okay. We'll find a way. <laughs> oh, great. That's very can-do of yes. you. That's great. Your business, Greenleaf, is a social enterprise, mm -hmm. and social enterprises differ from other for-profit companies in that they have a particular mission that they're serving um, or they they some companies might be you know directing some of their profits to a particular community need so as you look at the the need that you're addressing who you know who is benefiting the most would you say from the the services that Greenleaf provides is it the the people that you're placing is it the the individuals who are appreciating in a way that they never had before that that someone who appears to be differently abled maybe is you know exceptionally abled once they get to know them so how how do you as you look at the need that you address how do you kind of measure that up well, I would say all of the above okay. because we've helped somebody learn how to fish 
if you will. Mm -hmm. And so they are able to support themselves. But that's just the beginning of the ripples of the the stone that has fallen into the pond. There are many ripples that come afterwards and it, it grows exponentially because now they are not only employed, but now they are a part of a community, whether it's just the business community or where they live. Mm -hmm. And when people's self-esteem and confidence rises, they venture out, they do, they become involved. And so my thought is that every community is stronger and richer when more individuals within that community are feeling stronger and more self-sufficient. So it just ripples all the way out into the entire community, really. It, it, the community mm-hmm. benefits as much as the individual. I, the, the feelings, um, I'm, I'm just kind of experiencing that, mm-hmm. that appreciation for what you do as you talk about that. I can, I can really kind of feel those ripples and, and see those ripples just Mm-hmm. going out and, and having even greater impact probably than you can appreciate. Is there something that, a piece of advice that you could now provide to your former self or that you, that you wish you would have heard back then? Well, I can say that when we started talking about this, I said my father was, I always called him my one board member. Right. He encouraged me at the time to reach out to other individuals for help where their expertise was not my expertise. Okay. And looking back, that worked very well. <laughs> Good. You don't I, have I would to do that know. all over again. Yes. Um, I was not an expert at reading a profit and loss statement. And Mm -hmm. I did not understand a balance sheet at all. So reaching out to an individual who understood those things and I could produce them for this person and say, I haven't got a clue what this is telling me. Mm -hmm. Please help me understand. Or um, legal side of things. Am I doing things correctly? I sleep better at night because I follow the rules. (laughs) Um, Great, sure. Yes, I. There's a lot of people who are trying to find shortcuts and things. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those kind of people. I would not sleep well. So just the legal side. Um, trying to think what the other the HR side. When I started hiring people, I wanted to make sure again that I was doing things appropriately and the right way. They were kind of helping to take care of those details for me. Perfect. And then I was just simply running the business and mm-hmm. trying to share my vision and always live the vision that I had so that staff were on board with me and how we were doing it. Oh, that's, that's good. So you don't have to know all the answers. You just have to be willing to ask for help yes. to find the answers. Yes. That's great. Yes. Um, you were saying that there there are so many resources here in Columbus. Is that part of what makes Columbus a place where you can start a business like you did and 21 years later it's thriving and growing? And what is it that you've found about the area that supports people who want to be entrepreneurs, who, who have a vision they want to go after it? 
Well, the answer obviously is yes, this is a, a great environment. It's very open to that kind of growth, mm-hmm. that kind of initiative. And there's so many resources. We have multiple organizations that focus specifically on women who want to be in business. There's a lot of support out there for, you know, not in the form of nonprofits Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't cost a person a lot of money to go and get help. The Small Mm -hmm. Business Administration, um, NABO caters to the smaller as well as the larger organization. There's just a lot of, that is going on. NABO is actually having their national convention here in September, if that okay. tells you anything. Yes. We have the largest chapter membership here out of the entire mm-hmm. country. So that just speaks to the fact that Columbus is so open to all of this happening. Very supportive. The Columbus Chamber, all, all the different organizations that... They just bend over backwards to help you. I can't tell you all the people I have talked to that are in state-run offices that were appointed by the governor. Very happy to sit down with me. Oh, that's good And to just hear. to talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking a lot of questions, and they're just sharing what's going on there in their department, asking how can I help you. I don't know if you can find that anywhere else, but... It's a gem here. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, and I hear that a lot, that the collaborative nature of Columbus and of Columbus business folk mm-hmm. is something that is, is that, that we, you know, may have more of that here than elsewhere. Um, one of the questions that, that I have liked to ask people is often, what keeps you up at night? And you, you mentioned that you sleep very well. I, I had a recent interview where the, the person that I was talking to turned the question around and I loved how it was turned around to, it's not so much what keeps me up at night. It's what gets me up in the morning. What, what gets you up in the morning? I love my job. I really enjoy it. There is something about walking into the office and it is just a buzz. Every meeting room is filled. Staff are moving fast. They're on the phones. They're talking. It's just so encouraging oh, because it's activity. And activity means there's going to be outcomes. And the outcomes that we're looking for are people getting jobs. We work ourselves out of that job. And then we start anew with somebody else. And we work ourselves eventually That's out of that great. job too. Well, it's, it is obvious to me and i'm sure it is to our listeners as well that you do love your job so jennifer coons thank you very much for joining us today dan thanks for me thanks for allowing me to sit in your chair today so that i could talk with jennifer coons of greenleaf well thank you very much mary this was a pleasure Thank you, Mary, for such an insightful interview, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you love our show, please make sure you drop us a rating or review on iTunes. It means so much to us to hear from you. We truly want to hear your feedback. Mary Yost, Columbus CEO Magazine, thank you once again for helping us out. It was great to have you with us in the Groove View Studios. 
Signing off for CBuzz, I am your host, Dan Swartout. CBuzz is a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber CD1025 and the Columbus Dispatch. CBuzz is produced by Delara Casey, engineering by Mark Pasternak from Jump Goat Media, and the recording studio provided by the good folks here at GrooveU. Thank you to our partners. Thanks again to Mary. And thanks most of all, especially to you, our listeners. We appreciate you so much. And we will catch you next time here on CBuzz. Buzz.